and remain unmoved for sure. Um, we are here to discuss and continue our discussions on investment and financial stability for for the youth, but not necessarily for the youth alone. I believe this message transcends and cuts across different borders. The sense that we are also talking to our mommies and daddies, our grandpas and grandma, because one of the things we're able to establish in the first service is the fact that it is never too late to be financial, financially stable and it's never too late to invest. God himself will open our hearts, will open our minds and reveal to us the best steps to take in Jesus' name. Without taking much of our time, I would like to invite our panelists up on stage again. I'd like to start by inviting Elizabeth. Please put your hands together for her. Wonderful, highly skilled and intelligent young lady. I pray that God will continue to use her for his purpose in Jesus' name. I would also like to invite my sister, Busaya. Please put your hands together for her. Again, amazing army of Christ. God bless you. Please walk majestically. You can keep clapping for our teaching. Sit down. You know all these people, they are special people. Special people. And finally, I'd like to invite my brother from another mother. Um, none other than Bayo. Bayo, please join me on the stage. Please put your hands together for him. Majestic man. Stallion. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He hasn't made it up to the stage yet, so please keep clapping. Obayo, you want to go back and walk forward again? Okay. All right. All right. Please be attentive. I think God wants to tell us something again in this second service. And as you listen, God himself will bless you in Jesus' name. Amazing. It's good to have you guys back. Yes. Thank you guys for an amazing first service. I believe I'm a witness to that, that it was really power-packed, and a lot of insights were shared. First service, we spent a great deal of time describing and defining investment and financial stabilities, and we also spoke about the importance of investments and um, how that can also link up to this whole concept of us being financially stable. Thank you guys so much for your amazing intellect, and I would also term it ministration today. So for the second portion, we, we want to start by opening up this investment and financial discussion, financial stability discussion. I want to ask, right now there are a lot of different things out there. Oh, invest in this, invest in that, da, 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 do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. How can our generation be encouraged to invest? A lot of us were actually scared at that initial stage. Because some of us forget about the risk factors to invest in. And uh, we were scared and we just did not know how to go about it. And for that reason, sometimes like, we might have been discouraged at one point. So I want to ask you guys, and I probably want to start from Bio. He's the, he's the guru of finances right here, right now. That According to Busayo, since she passed the torch over to him. So Bio, she sold me out. Okay. <laughs> How can this generation be encouraged to invest and be financially stable? Uh, I believe a, a way a generation can be encouraged, um, although 
this might seem like a brag, but I don't really see it as a brag. I see it also as a form of encouraging ourselves. Um, one way is by sharing our experiences. Um, I'll give an example. So a friend of mine has always been wanting to invest for a while, but you know, we just broached the subject and we have never had time to really sit down together and you know, really discuss it. Uh, but a few weeks back, we actually had that time to be able to invest, you know, and um, he opened an account. He eventually opened up an a individual trading account with one of the big banks, uh, but he wanted me to put him through the trading platform. So um, during our conversations, um, he mentioned some of the stocks he's been looking at, and, you know, I also provided a few names for him. And... You know, just to get him started, to get very comfortable with it, um, I made him realize that there is a practice account in, on the trading platform. The practice account comes with um, paper money of about $100,000. It's paper money, riskless. There's no risks to it. So you can dabble with it, play with it, um, see how it works, you know, get yourself familiarized with the trading platform, you know, invest in one or two stocks, and read more about them, not just investing in the stocks, like, Whatever stock you're investing in, definitely you should be aware about the company. You should know some fundamentals about the company. Um, so I recommended one or two, and he also, also mentioned one or two as well. And you know, he invested into it. And a few days after, he's like, mm, okay, this one is doing really well. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's how it is. And this same friend of mine, um, he had previously invested in mutual funds. Um, you know... I think he invested today and maybe a few days after uh, the investment went down, the capital dipped by a few hundred dollars and he called me, I'm like, ah, what's happening? Ah, is this how this thing is? Ah, may I, may I just want my capital back or I don't want to go back into it. I'm like, just calm down. Like this, this thing is, it goes up, it goes down, right? It's, it has to do with people buying, people selling and all that. And there's also some other factors that you can consider can consider some economic factors, you can consider some company-specific factors and other things. Uh, but we don't want to really dive deep into that today. Uh, but the main thing is, you know, sharing your stories. By me sharing my, my experience, you know, it got him really interested. And, you know, we, got, we finally got that seat out together. I put him through the trading platform. And now he has actually invested in a few stocks. Even after he invested in it, it went down by say close to $9 difference, you know, but now it's actually in the money of about close to $11, right? So, again, sharing that experience actually got him more really fired up, you know, and that's, that's, so that's one way. Yeah. Another way, you know, we can read financial literature. Uh, there's a book called The Intelligent Investor. Um, you know, it helps you to actually understand um, the world of investing, the fundamentals, you as an investor, how you can actually train your emotions, you know, to be attuned with the financial markets. Uh, so it's a very good book that I recommend uh, anyone who is interested to read. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much, Bayer, for that, that, that um, eye-opener. One thing that I've learned from people, like I have mentors. My, I personally have mentors that I... Uh, both of them, one was in this church, is still my mentor, and I have another one in this church still. So again, these are people that share their experiences with me. And one thing that I realized, you know, in terms of like sequencing between these two people, is that they are readers. They read a lot of all these different books. I have 
one of my uncles here gave me like this huge book. It's like a, and I started telling him, ah, when will I finish doing this? But one of the quickest ways at which we can understand how things flow is through reading. Right? So, Bio is saying that one, we want to share our own experiences, people that have invested. But again, for young people, how do you get to know, how do you get to, to, to hear those different experiences? That would happen only through research. You have to research people and understand their own experiences so that way you can know and you can be encouraged and also through reading. So thank you so much, Bio. I really appreciate that. Messiah, what do you think? How can we encourage our young people, even old, older people in our midst to even invest? How? Praise the Lord. And be financially stable. I'm going to say four things, four things. And um, the first thing I'm going to say is that know where you're at. In other words, budget, write it down, write the vision, write down. And this is something that you have to do. First of all, um, when you want to, when you're starting a new year, now that we're going to year 2022, it is highly important. No matter how old you are, you could be seven, but always like budgeting is very important. Write it down. Don't put it inside your mind. There's something that happens when you actually visualize. Take a, take, take a look at what you own, what you owe, or your assets, your liabilities. Take a look at your expenses, what's coming in, your income and your expenses, what's going out. Because if you don't know, if you can't see where you're at, if you can't see how much trouble you're in, you wouldn't even know what you need to do. And that, in the first service, I mentioned that my very first shot at investment, at, at investing happened when I took a look at my bank statement and I saw that I spent all my money on food. When I looked at it, I realized, that, okay, I need to do something. This is how much trouble I'm in. So that happens when you're taking constant, when you're constantly budgeting. You don't just make a budget this, this today and then forget about it. For practical things, for next year, you can make your budget in December for next year. But, this is, but you still have to constantly look at it. I personally, for me, I make yearly budgets, but I also almost budget every week. Right? It can be as little as writing stuff on sticky notes. I, I'm, I have many sticky notes around my, my desk because I'm always writing things down. Okay, so this is where I'm at. This is how much I spend. This is, like, it's important to do that because then you know where you're at. The second thing I'm going to mention is... Um, like Baya said, have the conversations, talk to people. Um, in our church, we have many. Our church is so blessed. I find so much value when I talk to the older people in our church, even the younger people. When, we, when you have conversations, you would, you would always learn something that you did not know before. Like Pastor used to always say that you, you, know, you are in trouble if you don't know what you don't know. Right? If you don't have those conversations, you wouldn't even know the things that you don't know. Because there are many things. Honestly, our church is so blessed. Staff from the finance department, like everybody there are financial people you can talk to. And then our ministers. And then even um, um, other youth members. Every, like the, you can talk to a lot of people and see what are you doing? What are you doing? And what have you struggled with? What are some mistakes that you've made? And then the third thing I'm going to mention is please, please, please pay your tithe. It's so important. Like, if you, the, you, like, I feel like people underestimate the power of paying tight. Here's what you do when you're paying your tight. You're trusting an unknown future into a known God. Because when you put money into the markets, I love the markets a lot, but things could happen. You could lose money and you could make money, right? But there's no way. My mom always says God doesn't owe anybody. If you trust your tight, if you pay your tight, 
you can't like it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a it's a spiritual financial institution that can never crash and then the fourth and most important thing i'm going to say is allow god to take control of your finances sometimes we try and do it on our own you would think oh i know it all so i can i can i can do it on my own allow god to take control of your finances commit it to god allow god to see your finances put it in prayer control and practical way the way that they are telling god that you're in control is when you pay your time amazing again we cannot eliminate the god factor in everything that we do because we sow seed but god himself brings the harvest right so again the scripture says give each like i said when we're taking the offering the first service um it's a principle and the word of god never passes away so for us to be because even the same in this life money develop wings and fly away and we've been able to see that even in the midst of this pandemic bio mentioned it in the first service people lost jobs where's the money all gone right but ensuring our finances in the hands of God is very, very key. Besides, I also spoke about budgeting. More recently, I realized that I was spending so much money on groceries. Ah. I had to call myself to order. And I realized that I was buying things just, I see it, I like it, I buy it. I think we eat it one day. Or what. Then it gets bad, it expires and we throw it away. And I'm looking at my wife and I'm looking at her, I'm like, ah, you're wasting money. God will help us in Jesus' name. We need to be able to budget. Only you spend what you need. Buy things that you need, not what you want alone. I want this, I want that. We all want good things. I want a Rolls Royce. I want a Rolls Royce. I really do. And I want it tear rubber. Like I would tear the... But if I had $350,000 right now, and I take all of that money and put it into Rolls Royce. That is not smart investment. Right? That is not smart investment. Again, remember, wealthy people spend their profit, not their capital. God will help us in Jesus' name. Budget. Budget. Elizabeth, how can we encourage our young people to do this thing? Besides, I said earlier that you don't even have to be a rich guy for you to start thinking of how to secure the future. From $5 to $5 million, you can... How can we encourage young people to do these things? How can we encourage them to invest and be financially stable? Yeah, I'm going to start with a suggestion to um, Busayo's, um, you know, um, point about budgeting. Um, there's something that I started with early this year. It's called a financial tracker. You can find it on uh, Amazon, just $20. But then when you take that book, it helps you in planning almost, you know, your whole year round in terms of your finances, your monthly expenditures, and so on. Um, I use that, and honestly, it was like a huge eye-opener because, um, as Busayo uh, mentioned, I love food as well. It may not show, but I do. So um, when I started this year, and then I saw how much I spent on Skip the Dish alone, it's just you know encouraged me to you know to want to cut down on that budget so something as investing $20 into a financial tracker can go a long way in helping you you know plan your your finances um, another thing again is applying the knowledge that you get from from any research or, or question or answers that you get from your questioning um, it's it's not all about you know researching reading and so on but then it's what do you do with that knowledge there are some people who who are very good readers but then like when you look into their lab there's no practical example of what they're actually you know reading or what they actually know about so i would say you know apply that knowledge ask the right question 
Um, for me, um, you know, currently looking into starting my own business, how we said is, you know, going on YouTube, watching, um, you know, videos on how to start up your own business. There's something as much, I mean, as little as drop shipping. If you don't have the capital to start your own brand, uh, you can, you know, you can start off as, you know, um, starting your own drop shipping, you know, business or, you know, opening a website on Shopify. Again, these are just recommendations you don't have to, but that's the power of research. That's power of, you know, asking the right question. And when you open your Google and when you open your search engine, Typing that right question can, you know, give you a lot of answers and solutions to so many, so many financial, you know, queries or questions that you may have. So asking the right question, when you get those answers, when you get those, result, those results, apply it, you know, into your life, apply it into your plan, you know, you know, practice it and, and, you know, and again, you know, one step at a time, right? But just apply those results and... Hopefully, by God's grace, it's going to yield good result. Wow. That, that, that's just some deep insights. Man, let me, let me be very factual. Some of these things that are being shared right now, some people pay money to get this information. So you're getting it for free today from Jesus House Toronto. Please, use it wisely. God will help us in Jesus' name. Elizabeth pointed something that really, she mentioned something that really stood out to me. Practice theories versus practice. When you read all the different things, you do all the research, if you do not act upon it, you just read. You haven't actualized anything. It's just knowledge that you have. You haven't put anything into practice. So I want to encourage today, young people, daddies, mommies, grandpas, grandma, don't only find this information, research, make all these budgets and all of this. Practice it. Practice it. And God will help us all in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, we're talking about financial stability. And we are also being futuristic in our ideologies as to how to achieve this financial stability. Because again, when we talk about investment, it's investment for the future. But I was making reference to the fact that, oh, a friend invested this money today and it dropped, then it came back up, then it dropped, then it came back up. I believe that's how the economy is. There's always a downtime which smart people capitalize on and they buy. They tap into those downtimes with anticipation that there will be. Again, it goes with a lot of research. So you have to be smart about it. Very smart about it. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Some people put all their, all their life savings into Bitcoin the last time. Don't let me get into that, please. That is a very touchy subject matter. Very touchy. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So be, invest smartly. Be wise. And, and don't put money that you cannot lose into investments. When we get to, when, you, when we have more time, we discuss more about these things, we get more information. But I want to move up to the next question because we've known the definitions, we've known the different ways to encourage ourselves and there are even more that we don't have time to kind of like divulge today. But I want to find out what are some areas that our generation can explore when it comes to investment. When I walked into the church this morning, pastor asked me, what areas should he invest? <laughs> I, 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 was, I drew a blank, but I said, pastor, you can invest in me. That's a good one. Hey, I'm what an investment. You never know. I could be a very talented recording artist, Grammy winning gospel artist. I claim that in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So you can invest in me. I can. 
But let's be serious. And let's dive into it. What are some of the areas at which young people can invest in these days? I know there's real estate. Um, I just want to start by opening up with that. I don't want to leave this without talking about it. I remember many, many years, pastor, and even up until recently, was encouraging. If you cannot buy a place by yourself to live in, you can partner with few people that you trust. You have a good lawyer, and you have that as an investment property. Two years ago, the properties were around 400000 Now, right now, those properties are selling for about 600000 That is $200,000 sitting there smiling at you. Right? Now, wise people at the time with the resources went into that. Some interesting people decided to buy Gucci bags and uh, Michael Kors belts and ate up all that money. God will help us in Jesus' name. Then let me. So what are some of those areas? I've spoken about real estate. Are there other areas at which we can look at? Yeah, I mean, definitely for sure. There's a lot of, you know, options out there, again, you know, that you can find from research. But um, to talk from my own perspective or example is, again, start starting up your own online business. Um, like for me, initially, like the idea that I had was to drop ship because like I mentioned earlier this year, I made it, you know, a goal for me is to, you know, start up my own business, have a passive income outside of my own employment income. So you can, you know, start up an online business. Uh, it can be drop shipping if you don't have, again, the capital to start your own brand. Um, uh, and again, uh, maybe stock again researching you know investing in the right stock i'm not too big on stock i'm for me i'm more on you know in making my own money through business you know quick quick money <laughs> you have your passion right so yes definitely yeah so again it's all about um i'm going to speak from the business perspective opening your own online online um you know online store researching on the right market targeting the right market doing the right research Invest in that capital as well. And most importantly, um, don't set like a time limit or a cap on, you know, how soon do I want to get back my money or how soon do I want to get that business running and so on. So an example again is, you know, in that online business. And, and, and again, it could be stock, it could be real estate, it could be, I mean, giving you an example, you have an equity sitting of around 200,000. Again, don't use IO's example and then dive into it. Make sure that it's something that works for you. Make sure that it's something that you have interest in. And then that interest alone it can, you know, can do wonders in, in, in how far you can go in your line of business. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. That was very eloquent. Put together. Uh, Bio, you are the guru, like Busayo said. All right. What are some of those other areas out there from your line of work, from everything you've seen? Uh, there's so many options. Uh, one you've mentioned, uh, one Elizabeth also mentioned, you know, you can invest in a business uh, that would actually make money for you. Uh, but generally, there's, there's so many options. So there are traditional investments that you can, you know, uh, venture into. We have equities, stocks. Um, we have uh, fixed income, like uh, bonds, and uh, we also have uh, alternative investment. So in, uh, what you mentioned, in, um, real estate is, is an alternative investment. Um, but in terms of uh, stocks, uh, you can actually, even as it relates to real estate as well, you can also have a stock equivalent as well. So that's what we call the real estate investment trusts. So uh, this like, it's just like a mutual fund. 
more like a pooled kind of uh, mutual fund in that sense, but it trades like a stock. So even if you don't have exposure to a physical property as a homeowner, you can also have exposure to a pool of properties that actually generate income. So that's what I refer to as a real estate investment trust. So, and also, like what you mentioned as well, you could pull, up, you could pull funds together to purchase uh, a physical investment property. So that's pulling funds together to purchase a physical investment property, or if you are able to afford it, you single-handedly purchase one, or you can also get an exposure through uh, a real estate investment trust. Real estate investment trusts tend to provide uh, income. They tend to pay some sort of uh, income, like maybe dividend. And then if it appreciates, you can also sell, meaning that you bought low and you're selling high. Uh, but if you want to go into the traditional stocks, there's a lot of companies out there. Uh, but what I would just suggest is don't invest into a company that you don't believe in. You know, um, you don't want to invest blindly. Um, I know we've got uh, mem craze going on. Uh, there's a lot of stocks that are actually trading for way above their intrinsic value. Uh, but if you don't understand why it's trading at that price, I would suggest not to just go with it. If you want to be a momentum investor, if you want to just go with the momentum, quickly make money from it, that's fine. Again, it's depending on if you can actually even take that risk or if you are even capable of taking that risk, right? Because the moment it goes, it could go from $2 to $30 and intraday by 12 a.m., oh, sorry, by 12 p.m. that day, it could go down from $30 back to $5. Those are bought at $30. If you didn't sell at that time, you probably lost money, right? So again, it's depending on how, how well you can actually bear that risk. Uh, we also have fixed income as well. So fixed income, uh, we have GICs, we have treasury bills, we have um, traditional bonds as well. Uh, so these tend to provide uh, a source of income as well. You get what we call coupon, coupon payments, or if you will, a sort of interest payments as well. You get some sort of interest payment periodically, and at the end of the term, you get back your capital as well. And you can also use it as a sort of capital gain as well. If you bought at a very good price and you know, the fundamentals change in your favor, it mm. could actually um, help you to sell at a very you know, favorable price in terms of the fixed income as well. So there's a lot of options that you can actually invest in. Uh, but you know, I, wouldn't just, I wouldn't just suggest to anybody to say, okay, well, I know I have so many options. Um, let me just double into it and just start you know, putting in whatever I can put in and expect to make a lot of money, right? So what I would suggest is to, you know, engage uh, someone who has more financial knowledge, uh, peradventure a financial advisor um, or an investment advisor at your local bank. Interesting. You know, they will have a sit out with you. Uh, they will, you will fill out a risk questionnaire to actually determine, you know, what risk you can actually, uh, you can actually bear. Uh, because we also have mutual funds as well. Mutual funds also, you know, uh, that's another level of, uh, another um, area of investment. May not be as risky as stocks, you know, but that's also exactly. another option as well. So there's, there's a lot of options available. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's just a matter of maybe speaking with, you know, uh, a financial or an investment advisor, and then you can actually, you know, invest your funds in securities that they feel will be appropriate for you. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Barry. Wow. That's, that's, that's like... Uh, 
That's a lot packed into few seconds of conversation. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's a lot. There are some things I've never heard before that I just heard for the first time. Uh, in the essence of time, I don't want... I, if you have further questions, you might be able to tap some wisdom and knowledge from some of our panelists up in here. Maybe outside, outside of this. And wow, there's just a lot. I don't want to... Time will not permit us to dive a lot into the individuals and the nitty-gritty of so many different things. But um, I was going to ask a question around limitations. Why is it that a lot of people feel limited? Why can't people get into this market? But I... Um, I'll just give that to Busayo to just give me like few limitations why people don't get into, why people might, you know, hold back or might encounter when you're trying to invest into, into something or even be financial stable, like the stable financially. Just give me very few in the expense of time. Praise God. Um, just real quick, I'll just say lack of capital because but th like this conversation is for youth and young adults, right? Um, lack of capital. But I'm going to share two things two ways that you can actually build capital. I'm going to start with all my younger friends that are just going into university, they don't have a job and all that. I'm going to give you a trick that I personally did not use when I was in school and I regret it. But I'm just going to share with you because I learned it after the fact. When you take, if you qualify for a student loan, right, and you take OSAP, right, we know because I know because I took OSAP that it's not all the money they give you that you have to, be, to pay back. Some of the funds are grants that you get to keep. Some of the funds are just, you know, excess funds to help you with your, to maintain your lifestyle. Here's what you can do. This is a tip. I wish I took it, but I'm going to share with you. Here's what you can do. If, hypothetically, if they give you $10,000 every year for your first year, and you have to pay back, and you, and they, and you, get, and you only have to pay back $7,000, so which means that you have $3,000 that you can keep for your pocket, right? Please don't be like me. Don't spend it on food. Don't spend it to finance your lifestyle. Here's what you can do. You take that $3,000, that additional. Let's say you don't need $3,000 in your first year because books are not up to $3,000. Let's be honest, right? We think that we can ball, we have, we have excess money and we're spending it. Don't do that. So you take a, thousand, a fraction of it. Let me say $1,000 and you use that, you know, spend it on your, on your bus fare, spend it on you. When you're a student, you're not supposed to be rich, right? So don't start carrying Gucci bags or all that. No, 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 right? buy your books you pay for your transportation now you got two thousand dollars okay got two thousand dollars put it in the bank account put it in the tax-free savings account in other words tfsa or some sort of savings account when you put two thousand dollars in your first year two thousand dollars in your second year your third year your fourth year when you graduate from school guess what you have eight thousand dollars right you're finishing school with eight thousand dollars right and now there are many things you can do with that eight thousand dollars you can now put it into the stock market. You could pay back some of your student loans with that, right? And then you can also do something that Bayer mentioned about pooled funds. Come together with your friends. Like you have four friends or five friends that all have $8,000 and you're just graduating from school. Guess what? That is $40,000. You can buy a pre-construction property with that. And when it's done getting built in about three to four years, you guys split the, the equity that you get on it among the five of you's. Now, all of you, you've turned your $8,000 to whatever the market appreciates at that time. Let's say you buy a place for 
for $400,000 and you have to pay 20%, which is $60,000, right? And you guys put that because you all have your, your contribution. If that $400,000 property turns around and becomes $600,000, guess what? Like you guys now have turned your $8,000 to about twenty dollars to $30,000 each. Wow. Three years after university. Mm -hmm. I wish I took that advice. I learned it after that. I thought about it after, after school, but this is something that you can do. Amen. For my other friends that are not, that are now done with um, school and you can't go back now, like with that, that ship has sailed, you're out of school and you don't have the big capital to buy real estate, you don't have all of that. Here's what you can do. Here's a way to, to save. I suck at saving. I stink. I, say, I cannot save. Right? So what I do is that I try not to put uh, my savings in, um, in accounts that I have access to. In other words, if I put money into my regular savings account, I handle it like a check-ins account. So I tend to put money into places that I can lock away. Right? One, you can put it in a bank account that, um, I forget what it's called, but you probably know, like where you don't, you can't just go to the machine to take money out of it. Like the savings accounts like that. And then another thing is that you can start a group savings, like in, we call it Agile, right? Now, if you come together with 10, five people and you do like this group savings, right? And you're, you're saving, you suck at saving like me, but you want to save because you get this money. You put it aside and when it gets to your turn to collect, you have the whole capital that you can use to now put it into real estate, now put it into stocks, now put it into a lot of different things. Even if you put in $200, you know, per, you know, with this group, you are able to get capital. There's a lot more things, right, that one can do, but I pray that um, um, the Spirit of God will breathe upon us. And give Amen. Us. Uh, just to add okay, one. Okay, Elizabeth. Yeah, Very just, wow. <laughs> so just to add one quick point to Busayo's point again. Um, you know, she mentioned savings, but at the same time, we have to also train ourselves to pay down on debt. Because even if you have $10,000 savings and then you have $8,000 debt, you're, you're actually $2,000 rich because the $8,000 does money. not belong to you. So you have to educate yourself and train yourself you know, to pay down, to prioritize paying down your debt. Mm -hmm. And then you can then prioritize savings. So it's paying down debt, which is a student loan that she mentioned. Yeah. Interest rate is crazy. You know, credit cards, uh, line of credit, name it. There's so much. This system trains people, especially the youth, to depend so much on credit. On credit. So train yourself, pay down your debt. If possible, zero it out, and then you can start afresh and start saving. That way you know 100% of your savings belongs to you, and any equity or profits that you get from it is going directly into your pocket and not, you know, paying someone else's, uh, you know, debt or, or, or interest rate. Yeah. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Bayo. Thank you, Busayo, uh, for this amazing insight. Again, we're just speaking of like different, this is like icing on the cake. Like we haven't really gotten deep into so many other different things. There are much more details. But if you look below your screen, there's something flashing out there. It says, if you have any questions, you could send those questions to the admin and they can really, really help you. So I want to see this opportunity to thank my panelists. Thank you guys so much. I'm, I'm blessed. I feel blessed. And I know that a lot of other people out there also feel blessed. So thank you guys so much. God will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much. Please put your hands together for them. Amazing people. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. I know our time is fast spent, but um, I want us to take this moment to just pray to God because we cannot eliminate the God factor in 
in what we are just discussing about. If you remove God from your finances, there's no amount of investment you will make, you will make it wrong. So, Father, Lord God, we are praying today that please, upon everything that we do with our lives, with our finances, Father, please let your presence be known in Jesus' name. Everything that we will do, Father, let it be all to your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed with thanksgiving.